Hello, hello, and welcome to the Common Geeking Program. We are a book club style podcast where each episode we discuss a different topic from our own geeky and nerdy perspectives. I am your host, as usual, Jeff Levitt, and this week we are going to be taking a look at. Uh, we decided to we decided to do a little hate watching today and and take a look at something that is truly horrendous. We are looking at the. Uh, the the Netflix adaptation reimagining whatever the hell you want to call it uh movie of Death Note the popular anime and manga series from Japan uh and uh this time around I am joined by my two fellow nerds who can uh introduce themselves go ahead go for it y'all oh hi I'm Jocelyn I rarely show up here but I've been showing up more so lately because COVID <laughs> Actually, that's probably not even a really valid answer. It just, I, I finally have time, <laughs> which is not normal. That's fair enough. Also, controversial opinion, I didn't super hate the movie. Well, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, hi, I'm Chowder. I'm not going to tell you my real name because uh, that's the only thing keeping me from a uh, heart attack in 40 seconds. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Ch- <laughs> god damn it. He's gonna divert Yeah, alright. Uh alright, we're gonna start off by uh summarizing the topic and then we'll end with a little old rating section where where we're I think this rating section is gonna be kind of fun today, where we're gonna talk about uh our enjoyment of the of the topic at hand. Um so I think let's just move on into the summary. So I think first of all, I think that the thing that should be said is uh Kind of giving a, so I, I guess I wanna, I wanna, I'm gonna try to break this down on sort of two facets when we talk about this, so keep that in mind. I wanna talk about it both as an adaptation okay. of Death Note, um, and I, Jocelyn, as I understand it, you've not watched Death Note, nope. so we might have some, <laughs> we'll, we'll be able to fill you in there, and then also, just as a movie. uh, just as a film on its own. Right, because it's sort of a. Uh, but you also uh, well, said you were watching with a friend who do- has watched Death Note, and I can only imagine they were ranting the she, entire she time. Had, <laughs> she had watched a portion of it. She never finished it, but she she mm. had watched a substantial like amount of it. Yeah, I don't think you need to watch a ton of it to to pick up on the pretty drastic differences. Yeah. But um, so first of all, for those of you who don't know about the the manga slash anime of Death Note, basically the plot of it is there's this kid who's he he's also high school age in in the actual thing, right? Yeah, he's he like is. late late high school. I don't know how Japan does high school, but he's 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 Japanese first of all. That's that's a big one. Um and he finds this this notebook that uh is called the Death Note, surprisingly enough. And basically the whole plot of the show is if you write a person's name in the Death Note, then they will die. Um there are some rules to the Death Note that kind of describe how it works, which vary a little bit from from movie to show, <clears throat> and we'll get into that maybe a little bit Do later. They also but change from that's, manga to anime? No, the manga and anime no. have, have yeah. the same rules. Yeah. Um I so the whole thing with the show, right, is that we've got this character, uh his name is Light Yagami. And, uh, but he, he, when he starts, like, basically becoming a serial killer with the Death Note, he gives himself the name Kira. And, uh, it's about him and his sort of god complex, kind of like, you know, going through these really, uh, 
really like well thought out plans on like how to like um like find little loopholes in the way that the death note works and basically play this huge game of chess with the outside world and like you know he's trying to take yeah. down all these criminals to make the world a better place and but it's it's also all about him you know having this just this huge god complex but also he's like super smart right like he's a good yeah yeah he's he's extremely intelligent yeah like as i think we're supposed to think that our character from the movie is but again we'll get into that um I just wanted to make sure I uh, note that we're saying he's very smart in the in the anime. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and like you know the Death Note show and manga are all about what is justice, who gets to decide what yeah. is just, and a big part of it is also the rivalry between him and the main detective who's on his the tail. boy detective L, L. L. God, yeah I love is L. What is Elle's ethnicity in the movie? He's, is he in just... the movie? He's, he's... Oh no, not in the sorry, not in the movie. In the in the um in the manga. I know what he is anime? in the movie. In the in the in the anime, yeah. It's like deliberately it's deliberately kept vague, but okay. it's implied he is like a foreigner to Japan. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, uh, well, we, again, I'm going to say this a lot, but we'll get into that in a bit. Um. But yeah, I would say one of the main sort of draws of the show is watching this like pretty elaborate chess game sort of play out between Light and L. Um and the the movie definitely foregoes some of that uh to say the least, but basically, you know, and then all oh the other thing that I guess is worth mentioning is right, like when he gets the death note, he also has this uh this death god who is the person who dropped the death note down on the earth to have a little fun with humanity named yeah. Ryuk join yeah, him. Ryuk. And Ryuk is both in the movie and in the show. Yeah, and an important thing about Ryuk is he is a Shinigami, a death god, and there's yeah. a bunch of death gods and they all have their own notebooks and yep. ba- and Basically, Ryuk is just, like, the one death god who got, like, super bored and decided to fuck with humanity. And yeah. that's why he dropped the Death Note onto Earth in the first place. Yeah, and then I guess... So there's... I, I, I'm gonna... Like, I, I, you know, Death Note, I'm not gonna go through, the, like, the whole plot of the, of the anime, right? But I think it's worth mentioning some of the, uh... Some of the characters that, that feature a little bit more prominently in the movie, so you can see how they differ... Are we waiting for that? I'm going to wait for Chowder's phone to stop ringing. Is there an ice cream truck? Do you do you get calls really this frequently, or is it only happening when we re- only happen when we record? Oh no, I get calls. We get calls this frequently. Most of the time, it's just <laughs> it's just junk, junk yeah. spam calls. Other times, it's just relatives who just don't bother to call on the cell phone, which would probably get better results but i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um so one of the big characters who's like honestly not quite as important in the anime is uh and i think her name has changed too she's she's misa 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 in the anime right yeah Yeah, Yeah. in the anime misa is this uh j-pop idol who or is she a model i can't remember maybe oh i forgot about that yeah you're right she is uh, yeah, she's yeah. like she's basically Kira's biggest fan, and she's like fanatically in love with him. And uh, she basically like once he sort of you know 
like she finds out his identity and he sort of uses her as like a pawn basically and kind of like lives under you know he basically plays along with her you know romantic interest for him in order to manipulate her and she's basically just like a nothing drone character who's like I don't know, marginally sexist of a depiction well, because it's just like, oh yeah, there's just this female character who's a total fucking idiot so, who's just like madly in love with him and he just manipulates yeah. her. Like my, it, my, it serves the plot, but it's a okay, little bit dicey. So my, yeah. my roommate, we actually had a cool conversation about it because she of of the depiction in the movie, which we'll get to. But um, yeah, we were kind of like, oh, she's t- sort of part of like the Harley Quinn trope, where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, someone yeah. fanatic. It's- following yeah uh someone that like like the joker she's some evil pr- yeah. yeah no that's yeah. i definitely see the comparison yeah, there yeah like what's her name yeah that's a good hero? comparison well but that's in the manga so. where but you know like whereas characters like harley quinn kind of evolved to have their own stories and it being about you know like the abuse of the character that they were pining over yeah like misa misa stays fairly one-dimensional the entire show um but it's it's like this and then form, i guess, I guess. Yeah, the only other character that I think is really shared in the movies is uh, Light's father, who who is so equally, completely different. Wait, than... yeah, equally baff, <clears throat> but like equally baffling in both in both the movie and the show is why he is at all involved in the investigation of this worldwide murderer. Uh, question, question. <laughs> like, I think it is Watari not yeah. in the in the anime. He I don't think so. Yes and no. Like he he is a character, but he's like now. there for a minute. Like, God, okay. That's a good question, Watari. Because I like, like I'm pretty <clears throat> sure he exists. He's just not a significant character in the slightest definition of. Significant. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot he existed. He L does have like a butler, but, but it's he's not, not to, like really. Man, yeah, because that was important. like really cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, that yeah, is actually no, important in, for me to know because <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, no, um, that's a cool <clears throat> duo that was probably and, from the anime. No, no, Ella was Ella was very much a solo act, actually. <laughs> like, like so not, the, not to uh, not to belabor it much longer. So I think we should actually we maybe should, start yeah. getting into describing the plot of the the yes. thing that we were talking <laughs> about today, which is the movie. Um, so uh, in 2017, gonna... Netflix decided to make a movie <laughs> adaptation of Death Note. Which and sucked. They, yeah, so they... But they also kind of market it as uh, being, like, a reimagining based on this story, which, in my mind, was just an attempt to get away with the fact that they're making it set in Seattle with all white actors as opposed to uh, Japan. Um, but I would argue that it is... Like, though it is very different, it Bigger, is... Bigger, badder, n- whiter. Yeah. It is not nearly far enough away to be, like... No. To be for it to be an apt description that it's a reimagining, so, no, like, it's definitely just an a, a whitewashed adaptation. It, you know what it I mean? Is the Riverdaleification. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I don't know. The original Death Note was pretty dark as well, so it, I don't think you can. Mm. But it, it definitely is is dark in different ways. Yeah. Whereas, like the original Death Note had, like you know, like there was a lot of death, but they didn't really. It was more like, about like the it, mental it was not game a final of it. Destination, it was not a final destination gore fest. Like, yeah, which is like, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say this one was that gory. Like a couple, like two of them were, but it was just like I, I don't know. It like I don't know. They fucking they fucking had a mannequin stuffed with meat and ran over by a truck. So I <laughs> and all and also like just a scene of a bunch of 
dead naked bodies in a Japanese nightclub, which like yeah, why? Like so, okay. So we'll, 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 we'll again, we'll, we'll get to <laughs> okay, that. We'll discuss uh, this later. Hold yeah, on, yeah. we should probably explain the movie. Okay, oh, so, I'm just so, so the, ready to complain. Yeah, like I said, the biggest change I would well, maybe not the biggest change, but the one of the primary changes from the beginning is this is now set in Seattle. Uh, instead of it being Light Yagami, it is uh, now Light Turner, who is played by Nat Wolf, which is really fucking funny, oh, but is that why really you bad this at the on same Death time. Notes on the chronograph. That is why I called it that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was wondering that because when when this when this first was announced, there was like. Uh, someone made like a pair. I can't even oh! remember if it was a video or a comic or something, yes! but a parody where it's just like Nat Turner is an average kid and no one, <laughs> and then it like goes to the fucking Fairly Odd Parents uh theme song. I remember <laughs> it's that. It's really fucking funny. God. Um, but yeah, so the Misa Misa, who is now what's her name in this fucking Doesn't movie? Matter. Mia. 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 Right. I think it's Mia. She she is now a a Mia. a much more prominent character. And it it basically changes the whole story of it into this sort of like coming of age Lovers story. Thing? Yeah, weird like, coming of age like high school romance story, but also they're a little bit fucked up because they're killing people. Which is why I call it and the Riverdaleification. Is that aspect? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, I I would say tonally in the anime you almost immediately forget that Light is a teenager because he doesn't really act like one. Whereas this one, like, has a fucking prom scene and there's all this, like, oh, I love you, or Light, I love you, Mia. And it's just, like... The calculus You know, again, we'll get get into it, but fucking, uh, you know, so basically... um, Yeah, just get through this so we can start complaining about it, please. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, it... Starts off on paper with most of the same premises. Basically, Light finds the Death Note and he starts using it to uh, kill criminals in the in. <laughs> he starts using it to kill criminals in the guise of like, oh, I'm making the world a better place because like these people wouldn't be, you know, these bad people wouldn't be on the planet, and we can't fucking trust the police or the government, which admittedly is a much more resonant note now than it was three years ago, but. Yeah. Uh, at least in the in the general, no, no, um, it was still resonant three years ago. No, it was. it was still resonant then too, but it's a lot more in the in like the public oh, conversation I, right now. I have, I have thoughts on that as, as well. By the way, yeah, it's very very interesting watching that... L without a badge running around and yeah. having <laughs> no consequences because that was just like not not possible. I mean, yeah, so it's basically, also just super uncomfortable to see like. Light's uh, white dad putting L yeah. in a chokehold. Yeah, hold. there's a lot of yeah. It's weird <laughs> with those choices. Um, Rel- yeah, relevantly to to that particular point, uh, L is in this movie black, which I don't think is an issue. Chatter, what's the actor's name again? Lakeith Stanfield. He was Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, like he was actually he's pretty. Yeah. I would the best say part of the movie. I w- yeah, I would I would argue that L is the best part of the movie, and probably also, like he's not really that close to L in the in the show, but he's probably the closest character he's, he's to the character enough. in the show. I would say he's he's yeah. trying his best yeah. in a movie that's trying to do the opposite. Yeah, like where L in the manga and anime is like the sort of detached uh, dude who has no real. Uh, 
personal connections and is pretty much yeah. just obsessed with solving the case solving the case because that's all he knows you know, how to do. he's basically uh, because he's you know like a sherlock holmes type of i'm interested in the puzzle and puzzle yeah. of the mystery rather than the he, right he's the classic like hyper eccentric you know detective who like everyone who works with him hates him but he gets the job done because he's that much smarter and that's why he's so eccentric and he fucking sits on his he doesn't wear shoes and he and he sits with his knees up on chairs <laughs> which i'm happy that they pulled over for this one because that's well, like that's, the best that's part the thing is, it feels like so, ran, this is a really random tangent but it feels like he really knew the source material and was like hey how can i yeah. bring it in as much as i can for like what I'm allowed yeah. to do, so, which was good. That he was good. So basically, so Light gets the death note and he starts killing some people, and then basically he almost immediately reveals this to Mia, who he's had maybe two conversations with prior, which is like whatever, but okay. Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, I'm into this gig," and they start like killing people together. And then he comes up with the name Kira, and he's like, "Well, oh, the explanation for how he came up with the name <laughs> Kira is so bad, like." <laughs> Like, like, go for it. Mia's like, Kira, where, where'd you get that? Well, you see, in Russian, Kira means light. Don't you think that'll kind of tip them off? Well, no. No, because you see, <laughs> in, ja- Jap- in Japan, it kind of sounds like ki- killer. So they'll be looking in Japan when in actual, and I'm just like, Really? That's the that makes no goddamn sense. Yeah. Oh, God. Right? Like it. Like it makes sense why they start looking in Japan once he starts like forcing all of his victims to write like shit in Japanese. In perfect right? Japanese. But, like, that... Which also, how did he know perfect Japanese? He didn't. He just like part of the part of the rules with the death note is that like oh you can influence people leading up to their death. So he basically just said like write this in Japanese and but cosmically they did it. Like I can buy I, that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess, but. Uh, the thing is, like, I feel like the, the death it has note... loopholes to it. It feels like one of those like gimmicky yeah, no, things the... that like it'll happen, but it might not be like the way you want it to be. Like that's how it felt. There... See, no, like yeah. the anime and manga were all uh, were all about exploiting loopholes in the book. Yeah, to well, because and I way, feel but... like, but that's also an important of a... part, difference between how it functions and. The original and how it functions in this movie is that in the original, the notebook kind of manipulated fate itself. So, like, yeah. if you write walks into traffic, they're not going to, like, suddenly zone out, become mind-controlled, and then walk in front of a car. What's going to happen is they're, they're walking, they they're, they think uh, they have control over their actions, and a car just happens to run them over and it's not like anybody got mind controlled it's just and it and it yeah. looks like and a random I think that looks <clears throat> with yeah. the I think that with the first kill that we see with the death note in the movie it's sort of suggested to be like that too because that that's like where this final destination stuff comes in because like the first guy that he kills is his school bully which like irre-fucking-sponsible, but whatever. And, like, it's like, oh, some woman across the street, her bag, her groceries rip, and then an apple falls onto the street, which makes a dude trip in front of a car, and then the car steers out of the way and hits a truck, and the truck has a ladder on it, which fucking impales the guy, right? So it's sort of like, it's immediately suggesting to us that it works that way, like this sort of, you know, control of luck and fate like it does in the show. But then, like, 
very quickly it's just like oh just whoever you get to kill are just mind controlled and they do whatever well, which like yeah. there's an element of that in the show like they definitely he definitely does use uh, and we also do see like Ryuk seeming to control how control how yeah at the end there right? and it does in like the movie and that's not how it works at all but okay okay go go on jeff yeah so so basically uh you know he he and mia start like killing people and then l you know detective extraordinaire is able to like immediately pinpoint it to seattle with some nonsense that i don't even remember the reasoning for um, but I, I think equally baffling to me, and maybe there's an explanation for this in the show. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I just cannot fathom why anybody in this world would assume that Kira is a person and not an organization since the only information they have about it is just deaths all over the world. Like, I don't, there, yeah. there's such a logical gap between like them thinking, oh, yeah, clearly this is one person who is killing people all around the world in means that are yet to be explained and not like anonymous. How is this why would why would nobody think that this is an organization? <laughs> well, no, I, I, I think they it's been a while since I've seen the show so I I, can't I feel like the I exact conversation but there is yeah. like a point where they're like uh I think it's an organization. Els like, "No, you're wrong, dumbass. It's a single person. Why is yeah. that?" Because whatever reason L came up with. Uh, also, it's a child who's doing this. Child? Well, you see, whoever's doing this thinks of themselves like a god. And that's a very childlike... It's something like that. Just some detective mumbo-jumbo. Yeah. And, and like, I, I think that there's, you know... I. I think that there are some logical leaps in the original source material yeah. as well with L for the sake of like Sherlock Holmes-esque intelligence convenience or whatever. But yeah. in this one, it's like, oh, the first person that, that Kira murdered was not the person that they thought it was, but it was actually like some dude who walked into traffic in Seattle. So he pinpoints it to Seattle and he's like, well, the only people who had access to this were the people in the police department. Therefore, it must be someone in the connection to the police department. And he's like... And Kira is just a distraction. He wants us to be looking in Japan. And then later, uh, you know, I'll get into this later. But um, so then basically uh, L starts working with Light's dad, who is trying to, to find Kira. And uh, Light, I don't think, is doing an extremely good job of, of keeping his cool in this situation and is saying like really cryptically weird things to his dad, who is investigating this. And it's just like, dog, come on, try. Could you try just a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> he did at the end um but yeah it basically without you know i i don't want to go through every single minute of the movie but uh, it basically devolves to him and mia having this disagreement about like what the death note should be used for because she's basically you know trying to say like oh every uh ends justify the means and we can like kill all these innocent people if it gets us off off free because then we can keep using this godlike power to make the world a better place and light is like nah we should just like kill bad people which, which is, is like which is very different from the light in the yeah manga, I, and I we'll say, get get on that later we should we i would should say that mia yeah, Mia is much closer, I think, to light in the show than light in the movie is. Yeah. Would you say that's true? Yeah. Like, I don't think I don't think you could say that that fucking Nat Wolf's character oh, that's, is it's, really anything that's like light. Misa Misa, but 
What? But he's but he's definitely yeah he's less like light than uh than um than Mia is, um but yeah so basically it devolves into to that so she's trying to get the death note from him and he and meanwhile Ryuk is sort of like you know subverting his efforts along the way which like doesn't even really seem like it fits his character in the movie let alone his original character who's just kind of like you know wanting to watch what goes down and is sort of just a passive observer most of through most of the whole thing um and then basically l just like figures out that it's light and he confronts him and then and then um excuse me then then his dad puts him in a illegal chokehold yeah well he did fucking break into his house and threaten his son so like he had a warrant. Did he? Did not seem like he it. Did. He did. He, he did, he but I'm pretty sure... He pulled it out and said, I have a warrant. The but cops that's, are but at, that's to wasn't search. Wasn't that after the chokehold? Also, the anyway, warrant was to search it, the house, not threaten his kid. Basically... It's not yeah, how warrants he didn't work. Even, <laughs> he didn't yeah, even I, really I, threaten him. He just said, bring Watari back. Yeah, so basically, Watari, who is his lights kind of, or L's ter- caretaker, sort of, uh, uh, Light basically writes his name in the Death Note and tries to have him find uh, L's real name so that he can kill L. Um, and meanwhile, he's always planning to use this weird added rule in the book where if you know you burn the page at the last second, then the person doesn't have to die. So he's basically trying to just mind control Watari until he gives him the identity and then let him live. But uh, Mia's like, we should just kill him anyway. And I'm like, if you're already mind controlling the guy, I kind of agree with her on this one. But uh, so basically, once once Light puts Watari into play, uh, L goes off his rocker a little bit, which I, I, I mean, it differs from from L's, you know, characterization in the show. But I, I think it's it's believable in the span of this character. Yeah, I was gonna say it worked um, in the movie because he's basically yeah in the movie like he basically has the one person in his life that he gives a shit about at all and and light basically makes him drop off the face of the earth so <laughs> um yeah so then l basically hunts down uh light and then meanwhile he's ha- light is having this struggle with mia to get the fucking death note because she's trying to steal it from him using all these you know like tactics and loopholes basically like light does in the in the show um, and then at the end, like they end up going on like this Ferris wheel together and then the Ferris wheel breaks, which is like part of what L like light wrote in the death note that if Mia took the book back, then she would die. And then she did. So then this ha- all happened and she falls to her death. And then the, she had written light's name in the book and it falls into a fire, which means he's the one name that is burned out of the book. And then he falls into the water and is put into a coma basically. And, but then it's revealed that, you know, the whole time he had been manipulating events or not the whole time, but at least like up until very recently, he had like written out all these specific things happening in the death note, which like, motherfucker can control people before they die i don't think he can control the trajectory of a piece of paper because the piece of paper is not is not alive (laughs) he's using the death note to control things that he shouldn't have control over the death note only controls the deaths of people but he's controlling like he's controlling like the way a piece of paper flies where he lands even though he's not the one who's supposed to be dying uh yeah 
Also, Vegeta like, has, he... like, this moment of supreme cleverness, but he just used the Death Note the way he usually was supposed to be yeah. used. So. Yeah, and, like, arguably, arguably more perplexing than, you know, him being able to control these things that have nothing to do with the person who's dying is that this character is now this intelligent, whereas the entire movie we've seen him do nothing but uh, scream, basically admit that he's the light to, like, six different people with no reason to do that, or that he's L, or that he... No, uh, Kira, Kira. sorry. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Basically, yeah, like, he basically admits it to, like, four different people when he has no goddamn reason to do that. And, like, you know, he constantly is falling for, I would think, really obvious traps that Mia's and that Mia and L are setting for him. And then, boom, at the end of the movie, it's just like, oh, he becomes this absolute mastermind. And it's just like, I don't buy it. Yeah, like, that, that, whole, that whole thing, I was like, shenanigans. No, I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> and then, basically, the, the movie ends with a cliffhanger because, uh, because in a they previous... They really thought they were going to get a sequel out of this. I don't, I don't know. No, I, I think don't... it's meant to. Yeah, just... I think it's meant to end ambiguously. I don't even think it's that ambiguous, to be honest. But it ends with L basically finding a page of the Death Note because of something that he deduced from something that Light said earlier, which is again was another thing that he absolutely should not have said to him under any circumstances. Um, and he finds a page of the Death Note, and he's like basically about to write Light's name in, and then the movie ends with Light in the hospital bed, just having explained all of his, you know fucking evil maneuvers to his father and then he's just and then ryuk just starts laughing and he's like what and then the movie ends (laughs) so i like i don't think that it's really supposed to be a cliffhanger i think that they're just trying to be edgy i like i think that the clear implication is that is that l writes down light's name in the death note and and kills him because otherwise i don't think ryuk would be laughing about it but uh yeah there are oh man so uh, okay so let's let's now, as as I've been saying, uh, let's actually get into it, right? Let's get let's get to the meat. Um, again, yes, I want to talk about. I, I've been dying to complain. <laughs> you know, I hadn't noticed. I want to talk about. I want to talk about the movie as a movie, and and I want to talk about it as an adaptation of the anime anime slash manga. So, which would you guys like to start with? Because I, I personally, I think it fails on both fronts, but you know. I admit that I was, you know, upon my first watching of this movie, I was never going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Upon a rewatch, there are some elements of it that I like. I think that it does have some good cinematography. Yeah, I was gonna... And there are some interesting things. But then I then I actually think about that cinematography, and I it does feel very just kind of plagiarized from Final Destination. <laughs> well, so, like, yep. but, if we want to talk about it as just a movie, I'll have more to say first but it's kind of up to you guys because <laughs> i uh yeah i mean i, mean, I, I am uh, i'm dealers I'm committed choice, to making uh, you you decide jeff because <laughs> you know i choice. i'm more inclined to talk about it as an adaptation because i well really we can like... we can do a little back and forth i guess the the reason that i'm trying to separate it is because i don't think that it stands as a movie on its own personally no. No, i think so that it, I, it this movie if you know if you know enough about if you know the vague concepts of death note like if you know that there is a book that you write the names in and people die and there's a death god attached to it the movie's fine it's not great 
I it, it, I don't think fine. it's that fine though because it, no, it, it I don't. But if if you have any more connection because... to to the the original source material, it's garbage. If you have any more connection ba- based off what I said past that, it's garbage. But if you only have that foundation, yeah. it literally is just a fine movie that exists. I no, I don't but know like, about that, but characters, people who don't <laughs> yeah really behave consistently, yep. consistent rules for the book, uh, and and just the overall cheap feeling. Yeah, I know we, uh, I know you guys complimented the cinematography, but it all feels so cheap looking. You know, like the yeah. this this high school is super fucking empty. Like, the amount of money that they spent on the Ferris wheel stuff alone. Also, that didn't look (laughs) cheap. It didn't. It might not have been... It's all stylized in a very specific way, which costs money. Um, The thing that I noticed while watching it is that a lot of the cinematography that I really liked was used specifically for L and for, like, Hmm. moments about the deaths connected to the death note yeah while they were trying yeah. to make nat wolf's character light look like a normal teenage movie like that was a choice that they made was to make his shop look boring look like the average teen movie to make him seem more normal because for some reason they decided yeah. this entire movie needed to normalize that his actions um which is not good um but like yeah that was all choices that they made whether or not they're good is up for debate but they did take a lot of creative choices in how they shot the film and why they made certain shots look really cool versus not like everything with l worked really well to the point where i'm like why did everything else suffer you could have they made something and it, it wouldn't have been death note because it that's just not i just don't think you can make an american death note that makes sense because there's a lot intrinsically to it that is japanese uh which is a whole other issue but like yeah if you're gonna make it a white boy a lot of the plots works some of it does need to be fixed and acting needs to be fixed but like (laughs) (laughs) like if you're gonna set death note like i get the logic behind if you're gonna set death note in america like being a white guy could make sense simply because in the original, Light is a child of privilege. Like, he is the smartest kid in the school and also the popular kid. Like, he is, like, the perfect... But it's it's the fact that they yeah. didn't do that for some reason. <laughs> like, they should yeah, have made this. a perfect student, a perfect son, uh, perfect everything. He's someone you want. Or he's someone you want to be. And that's the important part about, like, Yagami, but... But that's the thing is, like, like this, this movie is a knockoff Evan Peters from American Horror Story. Like, they're tr- mm-hmm. like that's what they're trying to do is season one Evan Peters, and it doesn't work. I I will American say though, Horror Story. That's it. That's what they were trying to be so hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but also, but Jocelyn, I, I guess my thing is that like I I don't think that my issues with the movie are entirely rooted in it being different from the anime. Or the manga, because, like, a lot of the problems that I have with it are just, like, the character motivations don't make any sense, they're not consistent, and part of the reason that it's tied to the anime is that I think that uh, 
the movie wants us to accept certain facts about the characters that are shown to us in the anime that are not shown to us in this movie. True. Like, at the end there, when, when you know, Light has this huge, grand, like, you know, chess piece, chess piece, pieces moving plan, like, that made absolutely no continuity, continu- continuous sense in the movie, because we have not seen that from this character at all, and we have been giving, given absolutely no reason to believe that he is that intelligent. The only thing that we're told about him early on that makes us think he's intelligent is that he's, you know, basically getting paid to, you know, do people's papers for them, which is like, okay, so he can write a high school paper. That doesn't automatically mean that he's, like, really intelligent. And the entire rest of the movie is... You know, every time something smart happens, it's basically someone else doing it and explaining it to him. Not, it, you know, like he do, he's not really that intelligent. So like that, that's just one well, example of it where it's that's just the like is the movie should have it, both of them should have died and it should have been a, a tale of. Like, yeah, don't fuck with fate and don't fuck with gods. Yeah, that's what it should have been. And then if they were going to do this right even now. and then even on that, I. I, like, I get that White isn't necessarily supposed to be likable in this, but he's so unlikable that you're, like, watching it, and, like, pretty much, I don't think any of the characters are really likable, like, I think L is the most likable, but even he is just, like, kind of a jerk, and, like, I'm absolutely, I absolutely agree with you on this, it's like, like, though in the current political climate, seeing a, you know, a, a, a cop character who's supposed to be a nice guy putting a, a black kid in a headlock is, is real bad, the dude did just, like, bust into his house and threaten his child, like, he was way the fuck out of line, because he had, abs- like, in terms of, like, the law and, like, the idealized fictional law, not, like, the fucked up one that actually exists, yeah. like, he just fucking busted into his house and starts threatening his kid, like, and he has actually no proof that, that Light is, is Kira, so it's like, I, you know, he's still, you know, it's just like, yeah, there's still not everything lines up, I don't think, cohesively. Um, but also, and, like, like I think, uh, to go, to go back to, like, what you're saying about Light being not likable in this, I, I think, like, a distinction should be made between, like, being admirable being kind of admirable and being likable. Like, in the original, Light Yagami is not someone you're supposed to like. Like, you are very clearly supposed to understand him as the villain. But he is kind of admirable in a sense. He's charismatic, he's handsome, he's He has a sense of honor and code in a weird way, right? Well, this one supposedly does too, because he's only killing bad people, Actually, no, he's... In the original... He's ruthless as fuck. Like, yeah, he kills all sorts of innocent people. Like, (laughs) all like to serve his own means. He's very much like a very uh, ends justify the means kind of character. Where here, he's not. He's not. They they try to do the opposite. They try to make you like him, but he's not admirable. Like he's yeah. And any time an innocent person dies, he is not responsible for it. Well, like, like this is the thing. Like. If this movie had been about L, and we they actually kept Kira and like all of that kind of a secret, and so like they could have like done a twist on it to make L the actual protagonist, like make it a bit more of a uh, Sherlock Holmes s mystery, yeah. like supernatural but the, mystery. But then at that yeah. point, you lose a part of what made 
Death Note so unique. But in I, that. I'm just saying, like as an adapt as an adaptation, yeah. because America really struggles with making content where the main protagonist is also a villain, and you're supposed to not resonate with that character. We don't really know how to do that. We always make our villains, if they're going to be like a main character, somewhat likable. That's kind of just what we do. And or yeah. like we we do too good of a job humanizing yeah. them. That, like like with Breaking Bad, how there are a lot of people who actually fucking like Walter White, even though he's supposed to be a despicable person. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's, I think like the it's hard for us to do. Uh, yeah. The example that's sticking out to me right now is that show You. You know that show? You? Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it, it's it's uh yeah, I I had to stop watching it because they do a really good job with making you identify with the main character who's just like really bad. But it's basically uh Chowder if you're unfamiliar with it. I uh, I think it's on Netflix? I think it's Netflix. Am I right about that? Yeah, it's about a um basically a stalker uh <laughs> So it's like the this guy who is he's very much like the you know like nice guy trope where he where he's like you know you know pining after this woman and but at the same time like judging her for all of her uh like life choices basically uh, and it just like escalates to this creepy point where he's like stalking her on Facebook and then he starts following her around and you get the entire show exclusively through his perspective and then basically like each season it's a different girl because at the end of the first season he fucking murders the first girl which is like a whole thing but like the, the whole thing is you know like you're getting his sort of inner monologue and then you're also seeing how like charismatic and reasonable he seems on the like at face value when he's interacting with the characters so it's basically a like a uh intense sort of cautionary tale so it's like hey you don't know like not all of the real worst people in this world are just like obviously evil yeah it's basically you know saying like all these people that you consider to be normal and charismatic and really nice and kind and wonderful also might have your ex-boyfriend in the basement yeah and like <laughs> that's one show of like how many and like i just think of like yeah. how people idolize the joker and like yeah it's just in american society it's really hard to make that kind of protagonist it, it really I, is i think the best example would probably be fight club how yeah like, yeah the entire point of fight club is tyler durden is a talk is an embodiment of toxic masculinity don't go star in a fight club talk about your goddamn feelings instead of this macho bullshit instead of the and macho the thing people took from it was man isn't tyler durden so cool with his Brad Pitt body and his... Fuck those snowflakes. And his fight club. Yeah. But yeah, like, that's, like... So I think it would have been beneficial and smart of Netflix to have made the movie more of an L protagonist, which would have been... All, yeah. Like, I think they would have avoided a lot of criticism. They would have... It would have been an actual, like, reimagining. Yeah, that's that's my thing, is that, like... he had such it, good potential. It is yeah, not... Like, it is thing, not... Like, one of, one of the better calls, I think, was race changing L into a black, in, with a black actor. Because, yeah. look, in, in Japan, and this is a gross oversimplification, but like, because Japan is a mostly uni, uni, uni ethnic, ethnic society, uh, yeah. again, 
gross oversimplification. There are actually castes in Japan that have like connections to like Korean immigrants, but but like because Japan is mostly homogenous. Hom- homogenous. That's the word. Uh, yeah. Just the concept of justice is not as related to race. Maybe poverty. Maybe like class structure, but but not yeah. Race. yeah it's very social. But state. in America, justice is indistinguish or inexorably tied to race. Yeah. Like, e- even Although years ago, it it always has been always. Hopefully and so, if be. you have a story about justice in America, you can't ignore that problem. True. Although, but that's the thing is, like, though they cast L as a black actor, they kind of do ignore that problem. Yeah, right? no, no, like, that, it's not brought like, up at would, all. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I, like, on paper, good idea, but in execution, they never do anything with it. And that's like, well, then what's the point of setting in America where the different perspective would have yeah. been useful? Like, I don't know, a, a version of Death Note where, where L managed to... Uh, argue that hold up a second what light or what kira is doing is basically an ethnic genocide because most people in prison are black and also there for minor crimes which they like, didn't yeah they and, over uh, who exactly he was killing um but that was definitely something that because like that's the thing i was watching this movie and i'm like it's really really awesome that we are getting uh, a black person being shown in such a smart way and getting to do quirky things and fun things with a character and yet we're not at all talking about the fact that he is a black man having to work with cops on these cases and it has no he has no issue running around with a gun in the streets in seattle like yeah there's just a lot of racial implications watching it especially now that i was like this like suspension of disbelief is way out the window, uh, and it was just, yeah. And it I was mean, weird to watch. Like I liked the because also like, but it just was not executed in a way that yeah. Because like also like it, it, again, just getting back to the inconsistencies, right? Like like the biggest like sort of uh, instance of of this for me in the movie is like when our introduction to L is that Kira has just killed this entire, basically, like, strip club full of, you know, like, that was, like, affiliated with two different gangs, right? And, like, you know, later we're getting all this shit from L or from Light, where he's, like, he's not even willing to to kill Watari, who is, like, actively trying to, you know, is actively part of the force trying to bring him down. He's not, you know, willing to kill all these people that are, you know, not, have not committed any crimes. And I'm just, like... Okay, but, like, one of your first murders was, like, was this entire strip club full of people, most of which were probably completely innocent or, like, in that situation because they had a bad lot in life, you know what I mean? Like, what, like, there's no fucking way that every stripper in that club was affiliated, like, inexorably with the fucking gang members, right? So it's, like, it, it, well, it's, it's one like- of our first things that we see, and it, it automatically puts us onto thinking, like, oh, he's full of shit, and I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe that's gonna be brought up later, and it just Not. kind of never is, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> so it's, like, fair, it doesn't feel like... Those sex workers probably had it nothing doesn't feel- to do with anything, <laughs> and should not have had to be casualties. 
or die in any and yeah also and also maybe not have their corpses eroticized yeah you know yep. so it's like, like that that's like super uncomfortable like i i don't want to see titties on a corpse on a <laughs> on the corpse of a sex worker you know yeah like yeah yep thought we progressed a little bit in society past that apparently not so it's just like yeah i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of shock value in the movie and i think like apart from its connections to the anime or the manga and like how it fails as an adaptation or even a reimagining i think it is just like way too edgy for its own good yeah like like here's like here's the weird irony right like the death note anime and manga is like considered the eight the typical edgy edgy kids anime but yeah, you know, like it, the fucking what, theme songs are in Screamo. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yet the irony is like it has very minimal gore and death. There is a little yeah. bit of that, but like they tend to kind of cut away. Whereas like the movie will have like these pornographic like depictions of of violence. Yeah, it's because, very horny on main for blood and gore. Yeah, yeah, and it's like in the original the dark parts were in like themes and characters and tone. Like there's this part in the original where like it's uh, uh, Kira trying to trick an FBI agent into telling him her name. And uh, you know, there's a lot of suspense and by the end he manages to uh, pull it off. And there's this moment where he writes down her death and it's like commits suicide and her and the way it's shot, the way her eyes go blank, it it's a dark moment, but yeah. they they never that, you know, go and show the moment of suicide. That's the it, thing is that like in the original show, like most of the edgier and scarier bits are entirely suspense based. Whereas in this, it's, like, very much, like, you know, the original show is is pretty dramatic, right? Like, one of the, the most famous scenes from the show is, like, when Elle is, like, explaining his, you know, theme basically just as a narrator to us. Or, like, his, his plan to, like, get himself off scot-free. And it's, like, this dramatic music playing in the background and he's narrating all of his actions to, like, look like he's just doing innocuous things. And it's just... I eat a potato chip, and no, then no, it's no. just like he, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll take a potato chip and eat it. And he like yeah. does the most like over the top gesture where he like uh, put uh, puts his teeth onto the uh, chip, but not bite down. But then like just yeah. snap and just uh, wait. So you're saying he put the killing thing in his mouth now. and didn't didn't let it kill him? Kind of like in the Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> oh my god yeah Sorry. I, I knew we were gonna talk about the fault in our stars at one point yeah so nat nat wolf stars in this movie and uh he was also in a fault in our stars and so is willem dafoe who is ryuk which i think maybe we haven't mentioned this whole time willem dafoe is in this fucking movie <laughs> yeah and like the casting of willem dafoe as ryuk is pretty good the problem is i, ryuk, I, I like him yeah yeah no, i know but the problem he doesn't is really ryuk, yeah yeah Physically, sure, but the problem is Ryuk resembles nothing of his character in the original because here or in the in the movie he's like some sort of evil mastermind with grand grander plans. But yeah, he's definitely manipulating events. Whereas the original in, in, Ryuk is just observing the situation because he wants to see the chaos unfold naturally. Yeah, exactly. Because like because 
Yeah. Because Ryuk is the surrogate for the audience, the mangaka, probably both. He he sets the events in motion for his own amusement, and anything he does, it's to be entertained by the world of humanity, a.k.a. the story. And also, the story begins, and or the story only ends when he decides... I'm bored. I've had enough, right? Because uh, spoiler yeah. alert: Ryuk is the it one ends who with ends him. Up, yeah, Ryuk killing. is the one who ends up killing Light Yagami. So, so, so I, you I know, mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's that grand of a of a departure as compared to some of the other characters. Because, like, it, it definitely feels like you know, if it, you condense the entirety of Ryuk's actions into the original show into a movie length, it, it feels like a little bit more than what he did in the original. In the original, yeah. but like it, it's I, I I don't know. Like it definitely it, like he's it's, got it's 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 perhaps a more subtle change, but it yeah. is a change that makes a world of difference on what kind of what kind of story this is, right? Where the original had this sort of meta aspect of, but the uh, the had this the sort only of meta aspect. But that's the thing: is this movie, movie isn't trying to be meta. Doesn't. Yeah, and so yeah. that's why, like, his change is one of the few that I'm like, it makes sense for what they narratively needed. Yeah, because I I don't think that like he actually doesn't do much, right? Like, there's a while in the movie that we think that he killed a bunch of cops, but in reality, it was Mia, which I think was the much more logical assumption. Yeah, to begin with, so I don't know why Light ever thought it was Ryu. That was literally what I thought um, it was. So. <laughs> I know, no, because, yeah, like, it, it was the thing, it was, he was like, Ryuk must have killed them, and I, like, wrote down in my notes, like, are you fucking stupid? She literally was just advocating for killing these people, and then, like, Ryuk is just like, yeah, I killed them, and I was like, wait, he actually did? And then it's revealed later it actually was her, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, no shit, but why did you lie about that? I was just having some fun. Because, <laughs> like, when that happened, I was just like, why would Ryuk do that? There's no reason for him to have done that. <laughs> Yeah. But like the only thing that the only like actual significant action that he takes in the movie is when, you know, Light sort of somewhat uncharacteristically but somewhat characteristically because it was incredibly stupid. It was like, "Oh, and then Watari will die." And then she's like, "But you didn't write how he would die." And he's like, "Dealer's choice." And then fucking Ryuk has like someone gun him down before he can tell them the the name. Yeah. And he's just like, "You said dealer's choice," and I'm like, "Yeah, but why? Why did you say dealer's choice that time if you've literally not done that the entire rest of the movie?" <laughs> well, because it uh, seems like honestly, a anyway, lot of them we, he we... did actually write down ways that they would die, which surprised me because yeah. I was like, my impression was that he just would write the name and then they would die somehow. I kind of didn't realize. Yeah. That's me not knowing the anime. Um, In the anime, I think that's why it makes so much more sense that why we think it's one person is because, like, motive, it's, it's like, all these people are having unexplained heart attacks. Whereas, like, in the movie, they're all dying in random unrelated freak accidents and also Kira's calling card is left, which I, I don't think that it's a logical assumption at all to think that it is one person. No, you know, I think that it it feels more like an organization um and like it, it it would be one thing if anyone in the movie ever made that argument and then l was like no and here's why because i'm the most intelligent boy detective but like that never happens right like no one for a second thinks that it's any more than one person which is a fucking wild assumption yeah. on my i would think i'll give you that <laughs> um 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess like where I end on it is I think that like, if you want to do a reimagining of Death Note story and just like, it, it to me, it feels too closely to that, tied to the original to call it a reimagining, but too far enough away to say that it's in any way an okay adaptation. You know what I mean? Yes. So it, it feels like kind of in this awkward limbo where it feels like they just called it a reimagining so that they could, you know basically have a justify justification for why it's set in america and all the actors are white and like the characters don't act the same but like at the same at the same time they're also putting efforts into making like ryuk look very similar to how he does in the show and like l have similar mannerisms that he does in the show and like the death note like, like it's too close to be like a true reimagining of this you know what i mean like that's just kind of well, and that's so it, it sits in this is weird limbo where it, it it doesn't get away with either. I don't think. But that's the thing for um, me. Is but I I think I watch a lot of let's... Netflix series. Most of yeah. which are not good. Um, I'll go on the record saying that. But like I watch Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I watched a lot of Riverdale. Those are reimaginings of Archie comics and Sabrina comics and. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did for those. They're dark and edgy and sexy. But really they they took like the names and the visuals of those characters, but you couldn't really say a lot of them are those characters anymore. And yeah. It just kind of seems to be the Netflix MO lately to do that, um which doesn't bode well for other projects, but that's aside. Um like so, if that's why for oh, me. God. That's why for me this uh, movie. I don't. I can't. Is like do Avatar. Oh God, no. But like that's why this movie is enjoyable to me is because I already watch the terrible reimaginings that they make for other things. So I'm I go in being like, it's not going to be what I expect it to be. It's going to be dumb. And you know what? I'm here for yeah, something dumb. Well, I, I no. I mean, I agree with you on that front. I enjoy watching this movie because of how like absurdly bad it is. But I don't think you could say, like, it's a good movie if you know nothing about the anime. Because I, I don't think it stands alone on itself. Oh, no, you have to like, know I think something that it's... about the anime. But if you know too much about the anime, you just get mad. <laughs> yeah, but, like, but also, I, I like, guess what I'm saying is I, even I, I... just as a movie on its own, like, yes, it is enjoyable to me because it is so bad. But I, I think it is quite bad just as a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Also, I like, with, like... <clears throat> At the very least, with, like, Riverdale and the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the source material was lighthearted, so, like, there could be, like, an artistic justification Sabrina's for wasn't dark super and edgy Archie, but, but, like, here with Death Note, the source material wasn't lighthearted. It was already yeah. very dark, so... Yeah, but um, it changed edgy. it from... But we have to add the teen edgy romance. Yeah, I was gonna say it changed yeah. it from edgy to teen edgy. Like that's that's the <laughs> teen thing. American drama edgy. That's yeah. it's literally that genre that Netflix has like done a like grab hold on. Like it's it's very much in in vain and in the stylings of a lot of the other Netflix stuff that they've been doing, and that doesn't yeah, make but, it good. <sighs> there's such a I, I feel like there's such a difference for me between doing that in the format of a television show. Or a, you know a series, I guess rather because it's not on television, but um, and and doing that as a movie because like I, I sort of feel like if you're doing an adaptation as a movie, then like 
you're trying, you want to capture the tone a little bit more of the source material. Whereas like a show has enough space to play around with their own reimaginings of the characters. So like reimagine, like, yeah, like these might not be the characters from the Archie comics or whatever, but like they could theoretically, you know, have interesting motivations that are explored over time. Whereas like a movie is just not enough time to flip the whole script. And then also, you know, Oh yeah, like, but that's that's in the failing of exploring deciding the new characters. to make a movie instead of a live. Yeah. But if they had announced they were doing a live action reimagining of Death Note <laughs> show. through Netflix, yeah, the riots that would ensue, like God. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, I think that that's probably a good time to to move over to the ratings section. Uh, thank you both for a very edgy discussion. Uh, now we are going to be moving on to the ratings where, uh, each of us are going to rate the topic on a scale from one to 10. I mean, fucking people killed on the death note seems like an obvious one, but I mean, apples because Apple, apples, symbols, symbol was the recurring bit of symbolism in both the original and I, well, I, mean, I, guess, I guess it of. wasn't really symbolism <laughs> in the movie, but it was yeah, co-opted. I was gonna say yeah, it was. They yeah. just wanted to be like, "Hey, all the people who watched, who fucking watched or read the original Death Note, you know that Ryuk is all about them fucking it's apples. Like, so we're gonna put apples all over this movie. It's like throwing a bone, but it's throwing an apple. <laughs> yeah. All right, we could do we could do one to ten apples. All right. Um. Uh, so Jocelyn, we'll start off with you. How did you feel about this movie on on a scale of one to ten apples? And uh, I would like to clarify. Um. I I'm going back and forth. I think I'm going to land on quality as opposed to enjoyment. Okay. I was so I'm ask I'm that. I'm looking for more rating of qual of what your perceived quality of this film rather than like how much you enjoyed it because like we all fucking like watching a bad romp from now and again so i i mean you could do both if you really want to but i i'm only i'm only talking. gonna do the one of the quality uh it gets four apples from me one of them is the design being of ryuk being pulled off really well I fucking hate that guy he's creepy mm-hmm. as hell uh but then also the other three are just Ellen Watari. I loved them. Yeah, Ellen Watari were good. Like that's the thing is that that movie, the quality of the movie was was those two. Yeah, so like it's four yeah. out of, four out of ten. Yeah, like if we're talking about uh, how a good reimagining, L was a good reimagining because he is a different character than the original, but and enjoyable. Yeah. You let you, it's enjoyable to see that change, but I feel like. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chatter? Okay, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it... I'm so tempted to just give it zero apples, but... <laughs> one apple. I give it one apple. That's okay, fine. okay. And, cause like... Yeah. Cause like, as an adaptation, awful. It misses the point of the original... As its own movie, it's awful because you, you're not invested, and the overall conclusion is just—it was arrogant. The entire thing, like they have, like in the main character, light, uh, they take away everything that made the original interesting, and put nothing in that would compel you. Replace it. 
yeah. uh, that would compel you to follow this character. And so the only conclusion I can come to is they thought his whiteness was enough of a sell. And I'm like, well, that's kind of arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I land probably somewhere in between there. I think I would give it maybe a two or optimistically a three out of 10 uh, apples. Because it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. And there are elements in it that I think are enjoyable if I'm ignoring its lack of connection to the source material. Yeah. Uh, but like I've said a few times, like I, I think it teeters on this weird edge between trying to be like the original, but also trying to distance itself enough to justify all the characters being white, which really does feel like the reason that they're doing that. Like, because they're not really... Like, you could say that they're telling a, quote, like, more American story in that it feels like it's, you know, like, boiled down, like, American they, high school. But, like, they but don't they really don't, like, do anything with that, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's, it's exactly. It just makes, yeah. like, every every inherently Japanese element in the movie that they replace with an American one doesn't add anything to the movie. And also the American elements aren't even, like, really accurate. Like, the high school is filled with, like, stereotypical, like, bullies and hot girls and, like, oh, the poor kid who's bullied and he's a nerdy kid. Or Like, it's not real. Well, it's just very much more... I'm sorry. Like, it's familiar. We, can, we, can we talk about... I, I forgot and I need to rant about it. She was a cheerleader? Yeah, the cigarette. <laughs> Like, like the fact that they show her twice doing cheerleading things that yeah. were not how you cheerlead first and foremost. Uh, smoking while cheering, her arms folded while in a in like the the stunts. Fuck you. That's no. Think, that's not how you do no, an edgy but, cheerleader. Uh, but Jocelyn, what is a what is a better like summation? Like to just right off the bat show you what you're getting in this movie with showing like fucking high school cheerleaders and then she starts fucking smoking a cigarette because I feel like that is like just so emblematic of like the whole movie. I mean, fair. <laughs> it's like, but it just made me so angry because we never talk about it again until she's like, "I'm a cheerleader." Yeah, no, li- yeah, and later like, in the she movie. She says it just like such disdain. Like, yeah, it's like, why yeah. are you doing it then? We don't need you. She's like, you. I want it to matter in my life, but I'm just a cheerleader, to which I wrote in my notes. Uh, wait, I've got something fucking written about that. Um, as, as one of the cheerleaders who didn't fit in on the cheer team, I am offended. I definitely had this in my notes. Where is it? I wrote something along the lines of like, okay, well, that's pretty fucking... Oh, wow, I wrote... <laughs> Wow, why the cheerleader hate? <laughs> Wait, what, Jeff? Wait, what'd you say? I just wrote, wow, why the cheerleader hate? Question. <laughs> yeah, like, she was just like, I wanted to be cool, but I'm just a cheerleader. Like, what? It's just like, motherfucker, like, lots of people are actually cheerleaders. Like, it, it's <laughs> it's not just something that the fucking high school bimbos do. Yeah. It's just, like, very much like, a, you know, this is this was clearly written by someone who was very unpopular in high school and thought that everyone was just, like, this evil being, you know? But, oh, my God, I had some good notes here. Fucking, my first note was, who the fuck smokes a cigarette in the middle of cheer practice? <laughs> Thank you! You just you don't then, do that. <laughs> Uh, my favorite, like, the introduction to Ryuk is, like, he, he, like, you see him, like, stand up to his full height, and you see the spines on his head, right, and he, like, he's clearly this, like, big imposing figure, and Light is just kind of, like, standing there looking at him, and then he turns around, and you see that he has red eyes, and Light just starts screaming, so in my (laughs) note, I just wrote- Screaming like a goddamn goat! (laughs) 
Like, I, I can't. I, 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 I know I say it a million times, but he screams like a fucking goat. Like, uh, <laughs> go to YouTube, type in goat scream, and like, all, all those is how he screams, and it's like, really, this is this is gonna be our protagonist. Yeah, heart and serial killer, Kira. I just wrote, sure, <gasps> creep, sure, sure, creepy tall figure with thorns sticking out of his head is totally fine. But oh no, he's got red eyes. <laughs> God. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, sorry, that's pretty I much, I just, we can, uh, so upset. that's uh, pretty much the summation of this movie. Uh, <laughs> that's, I think, going to, that's, that's going to wrap it up for us. It's not great. It's, it's not good. It's not a good movie. But if you're looking for, like, a fun time that's just, like, you know, watch something to be like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, if you're into the room, I think you'll enjoy this movie. If you want to <laughs> yell at the TV for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Common Geeking Program. Again, I have been your host, Jeff Levitt, and you can find me uh, on Instagram. I've got an Instagram where I... I mean, I haven't posted in months, but I, I I do have posts of art stuff. That is things I wish existed, and there's a dot between each word. Um, and again, I've been joined by Jocelyn and Chowder. Do either of you have any uh, links that you want to toss out into the ether? I'm, I mean, I'm just going to tell you, watch Mau Mau Heroes of Pure Heart on HBO Max. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. Because Emmy nominated... Emmy nominated. No, Mama was a good show. I really like <laughs> oh, it. Oh, thank so. you. They're yeah. they're hard at work at season two, so it's gonna be good. Also, I have to say it because I did work on season two for this as well. Uh, Tigtone and the series has a season two coming out on Adult Swim in this week? Question mark coming out soon. But also, you can watch season one of that on HBO Max. So, if you Neato. if you want to watch something even weirder then the Death Note live action take tone <laughs> in the series is your go. So, yeah. That's it. All That's right. all I got. Chowder? <laughs> yeah, so I've been Chowder. Hi. Uh, and you can find me uh, on Twitter at Time Will Children. Fuck, I just said my name. I'm going to die. <laughs> but they don't have your face, so it's okay. Well, yeah, I was gonna say you, you need your face, Chowder. That's how it works. Feel like you could probably Google. Uh, yeah, you, that's that's a good point. He could. Oh, he probably did Google some of those motherfuckers who he killed. There's no way he knew the name of everyone in that fucking strip club. That's no. all I'm saying. Oh yeah. He had, uh, he had but he had, <laughs> he had to be a massively good searcher on Google. Which, hold up. Pretty sure Google, they could have just tracked Kira through. Yeah. Search history, like search, yeah. Yeah, search history. <laughs> I doubt history. that boy had a VPN. <laughs> no, no, like, the, like one, the original Death, Death Note took place in the early 2000s, so, and also he is smart enough to, say, go go on, like, black sites and not yeah. be tracked, but this, no, no, he most definitely used Google. Oh my yeah. god! The fucking scene where where Mia, where uh, Mia is like, look at the, all these this website that is fans of Kira who have like you know put down like these faces of people that haven't been punished and and light makes one of the uh, I would say uh, 
one of the few very good arguments in the movie that like people could just put up right like you have no way of knowing if people on that website are actually putting like they could just be fucking writing names down as pranks or but like yeah, to he, get back at their fucking ex or something <laughs> and she's just like these are real people that blah 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 and it's like yeah, but he's right, motherfucker. Some of them definitely are. Yeah, he's right, but also... <laughs> this is the internet. He still used that website in the end, so... Did he? Oh my goodness. Still a dumbass, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. He just doesn't this, stick to his this morals. Podcast, this podcast is over and we're still bitching about it. <laughs> this anyway, is how bad uh, this movie is. Our, our next episode of the podcast is going to be airing on uh, the 16th of October looks like so uh look forward to that i will be a different age at that time crazy um and uh yeah thanks for listening subscribing sharing and everything else and we'll uh we'll see you in a few weeks the common geeking program is hosted by jeff levitt joined this episode by time will chotery and jocelyn barkenhagen this episode is sponsored by my time will chotery's voice sounding inexplicably like Jeff Levitt's today. Not really sure what it is. There must be something in my throat or something. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levitt and features original music by Colin Ketchin, with this episode edited by me, Timel Chotery. We'd love for you to stay engaged with us on social media at Geeking Program or by using hashtag CGP. If you want to know more about us and all of our other projects, head over to commongeekingprogram.com. Stay tuned, stay in touch, and as always, Thank you for listening to this.